We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you beautiful soul, my lovely listener. I hope you are feeling comfortable, confident in your skin, and refreshed on this beautiful day. So are you ready for a little bit of change in your relationship with life? Are you wanting maybe to experience a transformation, um, a shift, or perhaps a personal reinvention? I know there have certainly been times in my life when I wanted this for myself, but I wasn't certain how to go about it, what it might entail, or who to ask for help. Well, today I'm happy to be having an enlightening conversation with with someone who can share information with us about when it's time, how to go about it, and what exactly reinvention means, as well as what it requires. We're here with my guest, expert, and America's reinvention warrior, Angela Watson Robertson. Angela has reinvented and recreated every aspect of her life countless times. Now she assists others in doing the same. Angela says no matter what your situation is, whatever your age is or your bank account, reinvention is possible. Angela is an integrative nutrition and board certified health coach. She's also the host of a radio program called Masters of Reinvention with Angela Watson Robertson. She brings together top transformation experts who reveal wisdom about positively changing every aspect of your life. Angela has created simple, effective tools to help others transform their lives from health to career and money to relationships to sexuality and spirituality. Angela teaches others how to be reinvention warriors themselves and supports her clients in living with joy, balance, authenticity, and grace. So Angela, thank you for being here with us for a second show on Journey to Center. I'm so glad to be here, Tammy. Thank you. I just love your energy so much and your wisdom. I feel like there's just great relatedness with what you speak of and teach and what I believe and know has worked for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. So first, I'd just like to start off. Um, you're referred to as a reinvention warrior. Tell me what reinvention means to you. Ooh, I love that question. <laughs> so reinvention, I... That word to me really means a shift in perspective. Mm. Sometimes I think about A Course in Miracles yes, and how, you know, a miracle is kind of defined as a shift in perspective or your perception. Yes, And so for me, reinvention doesn't have to necessarily mean, you know, you're reinventing your entire career or that you're changing your entire relationship, uh, but it sometimes does. But it sometimes just means a shift in how you are seeing the world, a shift in how you see yourself, Mm -hmm. which sometimes can be a lot more difficult than the external changes and reinventions. Mm. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. And I really say, you know, as we take responsibility for our inner reality, outer things change. Yes. And so often we try to fight with the outer reality rather than taking responsibility for inner reality. So I I love um, the way you speak and teach of this because it really is about taking greater personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Really changing on the inside. I had the similar experience for many years in my early 20s. Every time I just noticed there was kind of an imbalance, 
I would say, oh, I need a new relationship. It must not be my relationship that's working or it must not be my job. You know, that, that must not be right for me. Mm. You know, maybe it's maybe it's my circle of friends. You know, maybe it's maybe my family. Maybe I more, need more distance from them. Mm-hmm. And over time, you know, because I changed all of those things many times, I realized, wow, I'm still kind of unhappy or I'm still, you know, I brought myself with me. And so over time, I realized, wow, it's really the inside that needs to change or shift or transform. And it may not necessarily be an external change. Oh, my gosh, you are so right. I've done that myself where it's like I'm in some discomfort. So I'd scan the horizon of my life and go, well, it must be because of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> because of them. So yeah. and, but I would find, you know, even if I change things out there, um, I still didn't feel great. So what is it that really needs to happen here? What is Mm -hmm. it that really needs to be addressed? So that leads me to my next question, Angela. How do we know if and when it's time for reinvention? Yeah, that can be tricky. And I'm asked this a lot by clients. You know, maybe maybe they say, well, maybe I should just, you know, stick it out, you know, or maybe I should ignore this feeling I'm having. So usually what I say is I, you know, I ask a lot of questions if someone would ask me that question, learn a little bit more about their situation, how they're feeling, you know, maybe even what are their dreams telling them, what is some feedback they're getting, you know, from important people in their life. But in general, chances are, if you're asking yourself, if you should reinvent yourself in some area, chances are that you, you probably do need to, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, if you're thinking about quitting your job, you should go quit your job. But if you're sensing that something is off and that, you know, there's an area of your life that you want to reinvent it, not everyone listens to those things. Not everyone even hears those kind of nudges. So if, if you're someone listening to this and you're sensing that I would listen to it. And there probably is some sort of reinvention that is you know, urging you to, to listen to it in your life. Mm, I love that. And so, Angela, what would you say maybe an important first step or first steps might be if we say, yes, I want to, I kind of want a transformation. I want a reinvention. What would that look like? Well, we talked about this a little bit on our last show together mm-hmm. is I would really say start with identifying your priorities and values. Mm-hmm. And first I would say start with your values So, and what I mean by that is what are the things in your life, the people, the activities, you know, any kind of interest that you have or responsibility that really connects to your heart and soul the most. And then from those, maybe even prioritize them and then really makes, make kind of make a connection between those values and what kind of reinvention you're looking at. So for example, if you're looking in relationship and you're sensing you know, that the relationship that you're in currently is complete and that you need to move on and maybe look at their values in your life around relationship and around connection and around intimacy. You know, what is it I truly desire and what is it that I can provide? You know, what kind of, what kind of state of being do I want in that scenario? Compare that to your current exi- you know, experience that you're having. And then that can probably guide you a little bit towards huh, is there maybe some kind of internal shift that needs to be the reinvention or does some kind of external change need to happen? Mm. It's good because I think discernment is, is so important when we start to look at things like this, you know, um, 
to be discerning. What is the next step? What is the out there? What is the in here? And how can we uh, be responsible in, in making our choices and taking those next steps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because we do want to be responsible. We want to be you know, loving and caring to those that we are committed to. And we want to be thoughtful. Uh, I don't think being a reinvention warrior necessarily means making really rushed, um, you know, irresponsible choices, you know, and, you know, kind of ignoring responsibility in a life because we do live in the world that we live in. However, there's a middle ground and it it requires a lot of creativity to find that. (laughs) That's one of my favorite words, creativity. I always say creativity is my lifeline to the creator. So Mm -hmm, uh, yeah, yeah find different ways to express ourselves creatively. I think it's just so, it can really make our lives so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tap into that inspiration and that life force that really is, I think, at the core of each of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how important do you think health and wellness is to this subject of reinvention? I think health and wellness is really often the springboard for reinvention. So a lot of my writing that I've done for other magazines or on my own website blog has been about if you're sensing that there's a reinvention that you need to do, often you want to first look at your health. Or let's say a client were to come to me and say, you know what, I need a whole life reboot. You know, I need to kind of start from scratch. I'm kind of unhappy and unsettled in every area of my life. I would recommend Let's start with health, because if you don't have the energy, like we talked about the the adrenal fatigue in the last program, if you don't have that vitality, kind of that, you know, that gumption, we would call here in the Midwest, then you're not going to probably be in a place, be in a headspace to be able to make some of those big decisions in those other areas of your life, like career and relationships and money. So I think health and wellness is kind of the crux. You know, you want to start there, feel like you're in a good place with health and wellness, and then start branching out. When I made the many changes that I did and transformed my life many years ago, and I've done so several times, I really started with my own self and my body and even my diet and nutrition and then moved on to things like relationship and career and finances. That's so interesting. I, I guess I was doing it without even realizing it. Sometimes I'd feel like I, I wanted a shift, but I wasn't sure what that looked like. So I would start, um, I would say, okay, I need to do a cleanse. Mm-hmm. And I would just drink a lot of vegetable juices and take psyllium husk and aloe, and I would clean my closet. And yes. it's sort of like what I see now, it's like I'm weeding my garden. I don't know what I want to plant yet, but I know I want more space for that divine inspiration to come in. So I don't know if that's something you talk about or address, but that's something I guess I've naturally done for a while. Yeah, I think you're really tapping into a spiritual truth there, you know, like a universal law that, you know, sometimes we have to clean out, you know, either our bodies or our physical space around us Mm -hmm. to be able to bring in the new. And I know you talk about intuition a lot on your show and that you're really listening there and tapping into whether you knew it at the time or not to that intuition. Your body is saying Hey, you know, we need to do this first. Like, let's, all right, you want to, you want to rev rev it up. You want to reboot, you want to rebirth. Let's start by cleaning out our gallbladder, cleaning out our liver and, you know, our gut. So that's, that's very normal. And I do the same thing whenever I kind of sense that I do it every fall, like just the changing of summer to fall. Mm -hmm. I just sense that there's a lot of that change, you know, in the air. I just want to do nothing but clean out my house and purge 
you know, and, you know, kind of like streamline my diet, eat really yes. healthy. Yeah. 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 Like get ready for the next season. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, yeah, and you don't know what's coming, but you, you just don't know, know you what's coming. But yes. You know, shift is happening yes. <laughs> and you want to participate or cooperate with it yeah. or encourage it, maybe even encourage it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like I read something once it really resonated for me. It's like if you have this jungle, if you have this overgrown garden filled with with weeds and debris, there's no space for growing anything new. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it really is a, a cleaning out and paring back and and creating space. And it can give us a sense of clarity. Once I clean out my closet and I do a cleanse, it's like I am ready for mm-hmm. that next thing. And and just by virtue of cleaning it out, I, I do download um, wisdom about next steps or what it is that I want next. But sometimes it takes creating that space. Yeah. And you're basically saying, okay, you know, universe, divine, you know, I, I'm ready. Let's do this thing. You're basically saying yes to that kind of urge or that inspiration and saying like, I'm on board. And sometimes I like to take a drawer in my house that maybe is really messy. I like to be very organized. So there's not many drawers like this in my house, but sometimes I use it as a spiritual practice. And it's like, okay, you know, mentally, I'm maybe feeling a little bit of confusion or I'm feeling like my life may be a little messy in this one area. So I'm going to clean this drawer of my home And when I'm done, you know, it's going to be a symbol of kind of cleaning out my mental space. And I do find it's helpful. I love that. And what I know for sure as a hypnotherapist is our subconscious mind loves ceremony. So that sounds like it's a bit of a ceremony for you. Mm -hmm. And um, when our subconscious mind is on board or engaged with something, it's it's almost guaranteed that some sort of um, shift is going to occur in our lives. So I think that's really a wonderful um, exercise. Mm-hmm. I agree. And something simple, something anyone can do, yes. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I say, you know, often, you know, you don't want to try to like shove a whole cake down your throat or make somebody no. else eat a whole cake. One bite at a time tends to uh, work better. You know, those just those little bites, one step at a time. And it's more comfortable. I say crawl before you walk, before you run, before you fly too much. Yes. All at once can be very uncomfortable. And maybe not even safe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, some, something like, you know, spirituality and re- some of these words, reinvention, spirituality, they, they feel like they're very heavy, but they don't have to be. They can be as simple as cleaning out your closet. And that can be your spiritual yes. practice for the day. And that, yeah, that sometimes feels lighter for people. I totally agree with you because we can get go into this place of overwhelmment. And then from, from me in my past, I would just get paralyzed because it was mm-hmm. like too much. It was too scary. So I would just like, you know, just like stay right where he was. So just little, little steps, little bites. It doesn't have to be this big, significant, scary, overwhelming thing. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, I was meditating the other day and, and I asked, um, spirit, if there was a message and it's just relax, enjoy the journey where I used to hear patience and faith. And I didn't like that very much, but (laughs) wow, nothing's happening. And I would get stressed about it. It's like, what about nothing's happening? So you can take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. It's break time. (laughs) Isn't that nice to be able to take a break? I was just talking about my, uh, with my, uh, producer Mark on the show before we got you on the line. It's like, Oh, it's a little slow right now. I'm like, awesome. Permission to relax granted. (laughs) But I know what you mean. I have a similar personality. I like to be productive. I like to be busy, you know, not so busy that I'm frazzled, but I like a full life. And so I do also sometimes need a little faith and patience if things get slower. So I totally relate to that. 
I know. I, I used to have anxiety around ambition myself. It's like, I need to do more. I need to do more. And then I started riding horses. And I know you talk about earthing a little bit, but for me, the horses really got me to relax and come into the present moment more. And, and my anxiety and ambition was definitely kind of dialed down. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I think that sounds great. That really is. A, that's connecting you to nature, connecting you to, you know, kind of that spirit of the horse that's, you know, really just in the moment. Animals are always in the moment. So that's great. Yeah, it feels it feels pretty awesome. And so and you talk about this, Angela, it's like what brings you joy? What are your priorities? You talk about what are your values? And for me, I found um, definitely what brings me joy is is living from my heart. And where do I feel that the most? And how do I tap into that energy? It's through creativity and, and um, spending time with the horses. So mm -hmm. I, I think we each have to figure out the answers to those questions for ourselves. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes you start with something as basic as, you know, a cleanse or, you know, I talk about drinking celery juice or making a smoothie. That's your baby step. And then you eventually work into, okay, what is it really that fuels me, you know, maybe it is, yeah, you know, your branch and living, you know, having your horses, you know, mate, like for me, it's writing, you know, I just have always, since I was a child, loved to write and I love to express myself and to share it with the world, but also just to write for myself. So what, you know, what are those things yes. uh, that really fuel you and that you want to do no matter what, and you would right. do them even if there was no monetary connection to it or anything like that. So true. You have a quote on your website. It's one of my favorites from uh, Howard Thurman. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and do that. Mm -hmm. What the world needs is more people who have come alive. Mm -hmm. so what is that? What is that that just turns you on and excites you? What mm -hmm. revs up your engine and increases your wattage? Do that. And I think it can it can inform us. It can brighten up our path and, and guide us in a way that we may not expect you know it's it's not living from the headspace so much anymore it's living from the heart and that's when the magic happens mm -hmm. yes you're right <laughs> it's so true and it's there's true, isn't it? faith and pa yes faith and patience is needed in there as well but you do start to get into that flow of wow like i'm meant for this you know and and this is kind of what i've been put on you know put on this planet to do and then you like you said you just kind of it's like driving a car across country, you know, all you see and at nighttime, you know, all you can the see headlights. Is, yeah, the headlights. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know. Feet in front of your car. And, and is that next step? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, you're so right. I got that in a meditation. I was so confused. My life seemed so foggy. And the vision that dropped into my awareness was like I could look down and see the next stepping stone. I couldn't see very far in front of me. But as long as I know where my foot goes for the next step. Maybe that's all we need as it continues to reveal and maybe starts to clear up. So that's a wonderful analogy. I've thought of that often um, in certain chapters of my life experience. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. And something else that I think is important to address, and, and I think you're kind of touching on this a little bit. It's like, what if we're not shooting on ourselves? What if we're not doing what we have to do, but we get to open our mind to the possibility of what really do we want to do? Just, just take that off the plate. Quit worrying about, oh, I have to do this to pay my bills or I got to do that because of other people expecting this from me. Just get rid of that for a little bit and really consider, what do I want to do? What brings mm -hmm. me the greatest of joy? Yeah, and, and maybe there, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where the creativity comes in because 
you know, maybe there are ways that you can start really living in that purpose now, even if you necessarily can't do it full time. That's the thing that's really great about reinvention is you can do it in so many different ways. You know, so if we're talking about career and how, you know, your work and your, you know, creative expression, uh, maybe you, you know, start taking a night class, you know, or maybe in just one class a semester, or you join some type of writing group, if you're someone like me who loves to write. And so you start just kind of doing these little baby steps Uh, if you can't necessarily do the full, the full on plunge. And, you know, I, in my life, I've often been a plunger. So I just just, dive in. I mean, in in 2012, when I left my, you know, you know, the big title and the big paycheck and all that, I mean, I had no backup plan or anything, but it was a very unique situation. I don't normally coach people to say, let's just, you know, abandon all, you know, all everything you've got going on and do that. However, I've done that in my life many times. And there's pros and cons to that approach, but there's often many ways that you can say, okay, I know right now I'm doing what I think I should do, but it's really not feeding my soul. And often over time, if you live your life that way, you you may experience disease in your body because you're just not living in your truth. And so what you can do is say, well, what are some baby steps? So, you know, for me, before I took the big plunge, as I said, well, I'll go to yoga teacher training because it's something I'm passionate about. I started teaching yoga on the side and on weekends. And, you know, I worked all week and traveled all week and I went did yoga 12 hours a day on Saturdays and Sundays, but it lit me up to get me through that tough time between before I got that insight and intuition of like, all right, now it's time for the jump. Yes. And I think it's true. The vision that came into my mind's eye when you were speaking, Angela, it's sort of like having a desk with a bunch of debris on it and you just taking your arm and sweeping it all off. (laughs) Yeah. Rather than just like, okay, well, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take the stapler out of here and I'm going to put these pins in this little cup. And, you know, I guess it can, uh, transformation can be uh, graceful and easy or it can be a big fell swoop. (laughs) Yeah. And, And I think that, you know, when you start to do like what you're talking about, really spending time in nature or journaling and spending some time with yourself and really connecting with what are my values, what is and isn't working right now in my life, you'll often get a sense and, you know, really look at, look at some of the practicality of life. What are your responsibilities? But you'll get a sense of, all right, right now is a time it's like, you know, I got to just make this happen. And so it might, maybe it'll be a little bit of the approach I took, or maybe what's best for you is to do some of these baby steps. So it, it really is very individual to, to the person and, you know, both approaches, you know, can be really beautiful depending yes. on, depending on where you're at in your life. And re- the main right. thing I try to stress is that reinvention and being a reinvention warrior doesn't necessarily have to mean that your life has to look like a movie star, you know, or that you necessarily have to completely uproot uh, your entire life and your situation. It may, it definitely has for me many times, um, but it could mean something more. It's like an internal shift, which thus will change your entire life experience. For sure. Yeah. I've, I've done the big shifts and uprooting and I've decided from now on, I'd like it to be more gentle and graceful and easy. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Once you go through those, you know, big upheavals, almost like a bomb goes off in your life. Uh, You're kind of like, okay, I'm grateful for where I'm at, but I'd kind of rather be more gentle in the future. No more, no more bombs. You know, I I like the saying, God throws pebble stones, bricks, and then you get a brick wall. And I think the further we are away from our soul and source, the bigger those, um, 
wake up calls tend to be, whether it be disease or a financial crisis or a relationship trauma or drama. Um, and I was pretty far away from my soul. So I got some big hits and now I'm like, was that a pebble? Was that yes. a pebble? Oh, was that so a now pebble? you just have to tweak things, you know? Yeah. It's just like little tweaks here and there. You don't have yes. to do a huge. Oh, it feels thing. a lot better, but mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, uh, Mary Williamson talks about, you know, her life would be terrible and she would fall to her knees and ask God for help and things would get better and she'd be off and running again. Things would get bad. She'd fall to her knees and uh, things would get better and she'd run off again. And then she said, next time I fall to my knees, I'm going to stay there. And that is really my intention. And that's the name of my show, Journey to Center. It's about staying in the center, staying on my knees, staying aligned. And as long as I remember to do that, my life tends to work with a lot of grace and ease. That's so powerful. I really relate to that. I remember reading that in one of her books and I completely relate to that. Just it's, it's really, it is a humble process. It really is. And it's not necessarily a degradation of self as I know you would agree, but just the, you know, staying in that kind of humble place of kind of knowing where this energy and power comes from and knowing that you're a part of something larger than just, you know, the mundane human life that we live. So true. It really is. And I think we can have a heaven on earth, but I don't think we can have it without that cooperation and connection mm-hmm. to the guy in charge of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that creative life force, you know, we need to bring, bring that in uh, mm-hmm. as channels and conduits and we can live from ego edging God out or I go inviting God only. And I know as long as I keep inviting God only, my life works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I and agree. I just, I adore you, Angela. Where can people find more of you if they adore you too? Yes, thank you. So your listeners can learn more about me on my main website, AngelaWatsonRobertson.com. And you can join me there. I've got lots of blog posts. I've got some free giveaways for you if you join my newsletter and some online programs. So I would love to connect with you there. And I'm also on social media, pretty much all the platforms, but I'm really active on Facebook and Instagram my favorites and you my listeners you're my favorites you make this show worth doing i mean angela and my guests do too but it's even more fun because you're part of the process be in touch with me i want a relationship with you tammybphd.com spelled with an i t-a-m-m-i-b-p-h-d.com facebook instagram twitter let's hang out let's connect play with angela so you're in my heart and prayers god bless you onward and upward bye for now 